Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. All right, peace. We are live. We are in full effect. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Mama Dada Astrology is back. We are a week ahead. We are staying a week ahead so we don't have to get ahead. And I'm just so happy to be back here sharing with you guys um, some insights, some astrological and spiritual wisdom for the coming week. Um, absolutely don't want to go too far without giving, paying on, homage, giving honor, respect, praise, reverence, remembrance to our divine, righteous ancestors, Ashe, for without um, whom we would not be here. And definitely Brother Ampu, of course, the, our fearless leader here at uh, My Astrology Coach and Inner Peace Lighthouse, right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. So, yes. Thank you, Brother Ampu. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, the whole team here um, as well, okay? So let's get into it, guys. It's the Leo. It's Leo New Moon season. I don't know about y'all, but I definitely feel the fire, <laughs> the passion, the the energy, the, intense, the intensity, the focused energy. Uh, the playful energy, the the energy of just wanting to enjoy yourself and enjoy other people, have a good time, have some fun in the sun. I mean, that's what um, Leo New Moon season is all about. That's what Leo season is all about. Shout out to Mama's Leos out there. I love you, love you, love you, my sister sign. Um, so yes, and um. Definitely right now, uh, the the Leo new moon, it, it had the elements, or it has, since we're currently still going through this energy quite potently so, um, there definitely is this focus, interestingly enough, at a time where the focus should be on fun and enjoyment, and it is, it is. You can't take that away from the sun being in its home sign of Leo, where it has a rulership naturally. But there's this little planet (laughs) called Saturn, and it is the highlight of our show today, Saturn Station Direct here in the week ahead. It's been retrograde for a few months, um, and for many of us, we're going to definitely feel that shift. Um, Once again, anytime a planet stations, I don't care if it's stationing retrograde, stationing, stationing direct, if it's your ruling planet, you may even sense it going in and out of the zones, of the retrograde zones energetically. This week alone, we have quite a bit of retrograde zone action going on, FYI. Here in the week ahead, today is the 3rd of August. Shout out, special shout out to one of my most favorite Leos of all time, whose solar return is today. Happy solar return. I love you. And um, uh, the week ahead, we'll cover Sunday the 7th through Saturday the 13th. And there on Wednesday the 10th, 
Mercury enters the next retrograde shadow phase, okay? It doesn't go retrograde this coming Wednesday, um, uh, rising 7.24 a.m. Eastern, 6.24 Central. Um, But it does enter the zone. So those of us who have um, intense mercurial energy in their chart, whether your chart is entirely ruled by mercury, if you have Gemini or Virgo on the ascendant in your birth chart, or just have a, a, a prominent mercury or prominent mercurial energy in your chart, you're going to likely even begin to sense the shift as of this coming Wednesday um, rising when Mercury does enter the zone at 14 degrees Virgo. Uh, Let's see. It doesn't actually station retrograde until the end of the month, but if if you're sensitive to mercurial shifts, mercurial energy shifts, then you may already begin to um, sense some of the Mercury retrograde, you know, wonkiness that, is stereotypical of that energy, which is, you know, it's a good time. I'm glad I'm, glad I'm able to tell you all about it now because here even weeks before it actually stations retrograde, you're able to look into any fine-tuning or any maintenance needs that your vehicle has, okay, or that your computer has, or that your cell phone has, these electronic devices, these devices meant for mercurial communication and mercurial travel are sensitive areas in a time like this, especially if you already are sensitive to mercurial energy. So that's why I'm giving you all a heads up. That's why we say ahead, not always just a week ahead, sometimes a few weeks ahead, sometimes six months ahead, but we're staying ahead. Also, don't forget, you guys, remember, um, we are coming up on our uh, next eclipse season. Not in this week ahead. We're um, discussing this week from Sunday the 7th to Saturday the 13th. But the week after that, we have the penumbral lunar eclipse, um, 25 degrees Leo, okay, on August the 18th at um, 5.27 a.m. Eastern, 4.27 a.m. Central. So, yep, that's just in a couple of more Thursdays. We're, We're approaching that energy. Now, with an eclipse, with any alignment, you're not waiting till the day the alignment is exact to consider the energies um, surrounding that alignment. Uh, so e- with eclipses, even a month in advance, you know, and some astrologers say even further out than that, but you're getting a couple of eclipse seasons a year. So if you if you say six months before, well, you'll hit a whole nother eclipse that we just had. So, And, of course, they run on cycles like everything else in astrology. So, yes, as, as we are approaching this um, lunar eclipse here at um, mid-month, mid to late month this month in August on the 18th, um, consider that you, we, are closing out from six months ago energetically due to the eclipse, but also due to it being, it's still a full moon. It's a lunar eclipse. It's a full moon lunar eclipse, but it's still a full moon. So we're closing out from six months ago based on eclipse cycles, and we're closing out six months ago based on um, that very the same lunar cycle. It's a full moon 
in Aquarius. And so six months ago, there was a new moon in Aquarius, okay? Um, it would have been around, it would have been early February of this year, 2016. So then we're closing out that cycle as well. On the short term, the new moon we are experiencing right now, we will be closing out here in a couple of weeks on a very short-term basis, short-term goals, projects, ideas that you have that you, within a, in a reasonable amount of time, at least a couple of weeks, you aim to see a, um, the manifestation of a particular goal or idea that you have, okay? If it's something more long-term, if it's something that's going to take more than um, a couple of weeks, then you have the span of about six months until we have, we just had a new, we're having a new moon in Leo six months from now. We will have a full moon in Leo for longer-term goals, longer-term projects, you know, a lot of stuff that's relational I have found with people that I talk to. It's not necessarily going to rectify itself in a couple of weeks. You may see some progress when you break the bigger goal into smaller goals. Um, you can absolutely see some progress. You can absolutely see a light at the end of the tunnel, headway being made. But a lot of these cycles we are living in personally and collectively are simply cycles within larger cycles. So you kind of have to, you know, wait for larger cycles to um, to uh, be favorable to what the outcome is that you're wanting. And it's all that that – that reminds me of how wonderful and awesome it is. Shout out to all those of you that um, ordered uh, the June Inner Wisdom Report specials and got information from me, a, a NATO birth chart report. You're a whole book, 50, 60 pages, just full of information about you. Um, because even more so, you can, like in the illustrious words of our dear fearless leader, Brother Ampu, you can see yourself. In the story, you are not just your son sign. My mama's babies know that. They talk to me frequently about these other pivotal, very critical positions in their charts that they have that are significant. I got one mama's baby, got a particular son sign, and I mean they don't have any other energy in that sign, none. And so even though that literally is when people, you know, what's your sign? What's your zodiac sign? And that's what this person would say because it is. That's where the sun was when this person was born. They have so much other energy. And I, I don't even think of, I think very little about that energy as I discuss things with this person because there's so many other more not more, but equally significant points and, and, and um, factors in their chart that are just dead giveaways and, and, and precise explanations for different manifestations in this person's life. Yeah, you are that sun sign, but you got so much other energy going on in your chart that it, it all, there are other things that come up as much, if not more, as it relates to just things that this person just all, all tends to deal with in their lifetime. That's the beauty of a natal chart. That's the beauty of a birth chart. You don't have to um, get a report from me to look online. Discover your birth chart. You may have no idea what it means. That's where 
the reports that I provide comes in handy because you get that broken down and fully explained, multiple examples, interpretations, and explanations, visuals of your chart so you can actually see a picture of your chart. It's like somebody took a picture of the cosmos when you were born, and it goes according to your birth time. That's why birth time is so vital and important, okay? I won't camp out there, but I did want to um, give a special shout-out and thank you to those supporters and friends um, with the Astro Love Gifts for the June Inner Wisdom Special. It was my divine pleasure and delight. I'm still I'm finishing off the last few of those, and it's definitely my pleasure and delight to be the deliverer, the messenger of this beautiful information that's all about you. And here on a week-to-week basis, as we go through weekly transits, me and uh, and, the, and and my mama's babies, it's it's seeing yourself in the picture on a very consistent basis, and it's helpful. It's helped me. Thank you, Brother Ampu. And it's helping them, and I can help you too. So one quick um, email access to me in the episode description um, for this episode. Don't hesitate to contact me. We can definitely chat about it. All right, y'all, so let's jump on in. Um, Right now, of course, new moon in Leo, energy is really strong. The Saturn-Neptune square is rearing its head yet and still um, significantly at this new moon, just like at the last new moon we had in Cancer um, there July 4th, okay? So this energy is still very potent and strong, the energy of Saturn reality squaring off with Neptune um, fantasy, okay? So reality squaring off against fantasy. Um, it, it, it can be tricky because we are talking about Neptune here. So we could, we, you, when you don't, when you can't see clearly, which is a low manifestation of Neptune energy, to be confused, to confuse someone else by, by way of lying and deception. That's low vibe. Um, no other real way to say it, but like getting pissy drunk, inebriated, intoxicated, that's low manifestation of Neptune. These are some ways that you could possibly be seeing this energy play out for you. Um, hopefully not. <laughs> um, low manifestations of Saturn in, in this whole Saturn-Neptune square off. Uh, definitely negativity, pessimism, uh, you know, um, depression is a low manifestation of Saturn. And just a really dark heaviness is is, is a, a way to describe the energy of Saturn when it's not vibrating at its highest level and potential, okay? Um, and so inherent in that is is a lot of the remedy I've been, you know, suggest, suggesting to my mama's babies and people in my everyday life who just, they don't know anything about astrology, but I know what's going on. So I know that when I see these low vibrations of these Saturn and Neptunian energies, I already know when I see Saturn vibing low, look, <laughs> you you kept it real. That's good. That's what Saturn wants you to do. Saturn wants you to be realistic. That's great. But you keeping it so real, it the reality is all you see. There's more than just the physical reality. Saturn rules Capricorn and Earth sign. 
okay? So there's more than just the physical that you can touch. There is Neptune. I often give Neptunian wisdom when Saturn is acting up in somebody's life, okay? You're feeling negative, pessimistic, low vibe, you know, heavy-hearted, depressed. Guess what? You need some high vibe and Neptune in your life, be it prayer and meditation, be it rest and relaxation, be it get a solitude, getting off to yourself, not in a depressed mode, but in a rest mode, in a rejuvenation, in a refreshing mode, a time of allowing yourself to some Neptunian-type things, immerse yourself fully in water. I don't care if you go to the beach, go to the uh, nearest pool or soak in your tub. All those are Neptunian manifestations, high vibrational Neptunian manifestations, meditation, uh, acceptance, okay? Maybe the Saturn thing in your life, is, the reality is just, it just is what it is. Ain't no, you know, really putting any, uh, seeing a silver lining in the cloud or looking at the glass half full, okay, that's fine. Well, Neptune, a high vibration of Neptune still says to accept it. Okay, accept it. That's the high vibration of Neptune, acceptance. I accept that this is where my life is right now. That's reality. You're not putting nothing on it. You're not taking nothing away. You don't have to get depressed. You're just keeping it real. This is what it is. I accept that. At the point of acceptance, that's where you can start letting some even higher Neptunian vibration energy in. Okay, you accept it. Do you forgive yourself in the situation? That's a real Neptunian, high vibrational. Do you forgive another person involved in the situation? Forgiveness. Um, unconditional love. Am I unconditionally loving myself right now in the, in the midst of this reality? And even if it's a harsh reality and, and nobody else around to love, do I love me unconditionally? Do I know what that means? Do I know what that looks like? Okay? Um, Neptune, high vibration, vibrationally, is spirituality. It's spirituality. Um, uh, definitely um, Spirituality and imagination, okay? Once you have accepted your reality, dare to dream. Dreams are in, uh, uh, um, high, high vibrations of Neptune. Dreaming and imagining, envisioning, allowing, um, you know, creativity to take over you when you stop vibing so low on that Saturn energy. Same kind of deal when, you're, when you flip the script. Okay, let's just say, okay, they're not having low-vibe Saturn issues. They're having low-vibe Neptune issues amidst this Saturn-Neptune square. In an applying aspect, <laughs> at the time of the new moon, one degree applying. So it's getting more intense. And so we need, we, folks need some answers. I gave you the one if you vibe in low on the Saturn or know someone who is. You got some suggestions for them. You got maybe if they're not going to do it themselves, you can, you know. I mean, I'm all about you know us taking responsibility for our own selves. But there are times that I always talk about if it is Leo season after all. The sun is in his home sign, so everybody ain't uh, dealing with 
low vibe Saturn or Neptune issues right now. Some people are really basking in the sun, having their fun in the sun. The sun and Leo representing romance and dating and games and children and you know, some people are really sinking their teeth into this Leo season, and some are just having a little more difficult time because they haven't necessarily learned to master this this squaring off of energies between Saturn and Neptune. In addition to Saturn vibing low, um, Saturn manifesting in these low vibrational ways, Neptune, like I said, you know, the uh, over-intoxication, inebriation, um, confusion, mental mental confusion and um, mental illness and uh, the, the lying and the deception. If you see low vibration of Neptune energies in and around you, in or around you, you definitely could, in the very opposite manner, vibe high on the Saturn as, as the answer or the antidote to that. Okay, let's, let's do an example. You uh, here at the new moon, you know, maybe... I don't know, issues uh, being revealed um, at the time of this last full moon that we had, that here at the new moon, you're wanting to do something new. You're not dealing with no liars anymore or you're not going to lie anymore. Let's just stick with that example for now. Okay, let's say you're not going to lie. You don't want to lie anymore. Well, a high vibration of Saturn is being responsible, being responsible with your words, being responsible with what you say. If you got to lie, maybe you can just discipline yourself to just not say nothing. It would be better to not say nothing than to, man- than to discipline yourself to be mature, Saturn, high vibrational Saturn, being mature, being serious, being responsible, disciplining yourself. Maybe you just ought to discipline yourself that it, maybe you feel like you have to lie about something. And then here's this Leo New Moon offering you an opportunity, a blank slate, a clear uh, um, um, chalkboard to write, to intend, to plant seeds for something newer, higher, better. That here within the next couple of weeks until this full moon, lunar eclipse, that you could see some really some real improvement and change for the better in your life, okay? Maybe you're dealing with somebody who's a liar. I'm just get st- still on this example of a low manifestation of Neptune and how accessing Saturn at a higher vibration can help, can help if you choose to manifest it in that way or to resolve um, the conflict in that way. It is a square, so it's going to show up by way of challenges, by pe- by way of people potentially squaring off against you or feeling these energies within yourself, challenged internally. What do I do? I don't know which way to turn. I need to turn a corner. It's a square. Which way do I turn? How do I make this turn? How do I, you know, resolve this crisis? And so Saturn, um, even dealing with someone else, uh, you can definitely discipline yourself. You would be more. You probably end up being re- more serious with this person. I, I can't really play with you because you're a liar, and I don't know what's ever going to come out of your mouth if it's the truth or not. So let me discipline myself and get real serious about only fooling with you when I have to, or fooling with you, or dealing with you in a way where. You know, it's just clear, it's just, we we only deal in in reality. 
when I'm really not going by what you say anymore because I can't trust you. So I'm going to go by what you show me, show and prove, like an earth sign, like Saturn, like Capricorn, that the earth signs produce. So I've, I've got to deal with a, somebody in my environment here around the time of this Leo new moon. I can't trust them because they vibe low on Neptune and they lie and they're deceptive. And they're confusing. They intentionally are wanting to confuse you. So you have to get real serious. You have to vibe high on that Saturn, and you really cannot play with these kind of people. You have to toe the line with them. You either produce, you either show me what you're saying, or instead of like when the scenario was you're the liar and you disciplining yourself to shut up and not speak, if you're going to lie, just not don't say anything, um, and then in the in the other scenario where they're the liar, you know, you're not really going by what they say. They they don't have to say anything because you're going by nothing but their actions anyway, what they produce and show you anyway. So that's just one quick example. I definitely want to don't want to camp out there, but it's a prominent energy now at the time of this Leo new moon. It was last month. It's this Saturn Neptune square has been around for a little while, and it's st- and it's still getting stronger. So. I thought I'd throw that out there so y'all have some tips. Y'all got some tools y'all can whoop and pull, whoop up out of and pull out of your back pocket uh, as we get closer to this full moon. Because trust me, just like on cycles, we're about to have another full moon again, a lunar eclipse full moon <laughs> at that. So this, this is a very sensitive time here around the new moon. Seeds of intention are being planted by people, everybody, whether they're consciously aware of it or not. Um, people are kind of, it, it's it's like new moon is like that first house, that Aries, that Mars energy, that impetus, that impatience, that ready for the world, ready to pop off and jump off, you know, ready to set it off, ready to start it off, ready to lead, ready to be courageous and brave and you know, um, and to get it done, whatever this new energy, this Leo new moon energy is um, inspiring you to do. So um, the moon is still in Leo now, so I'm just loving it. Uh, It doesn't go into Virgo until tomorrow, early rising. And then Venus enters Virgo the next day. And we end off this current week that we're in here, August the 6th, with the moon going into Libra. So that sets us up for our week ahead. We start the week uh, ahead with the moon in Libra. And definitely when the moon is in Libra, you guys, we're going to be emotionally satisfied here over the weekend. Actually, closer to the end of the weekend, the moon enters Libra almost at midnight on Saturday night, okay? So near the end of the weekend, we're definitely going to be emotionally satisfied to be balanced within ourselves, to be balanced within our relationships, to, you know, just relax and enjoy being social, okay, um, enjoy being harmonious and having harmonious kinds of interactions with people, being diplomatic, okay, um, even being a mediator between people if if that comes up. You know, we're going to be in the mood to make amends, to compromise, and to get along, okay. 
Um, Libra is an air sign, so it is talking about communications and balancing out um, things that way peacefully, okay, peaceful communications, enjoying conversations, and um, even if there is arguing, um, when the moon is in Libra, it's more like a mental exercise, okay, and it's necessary back and forth or banter that ultimately does or at least has the potential to bring balance to whatever the situation is. Definitely um, all things communicative, like speeches, um, uh, communicating any big ideas, things of that nature are going to be favorable. Also here at the end of the week, Saturday, August the 6th, um, is a crescent moon, okay? I haven't really talked about a crescent moon here, but it's the phase. I'm starting to talk more and more about these moon phases because they, I just see the significance. If you didn't do anything but follow moon phases, literally, from new moon to crescent, the first quarter moon and then the one in between the first quarter moon and, um, and the full moon, Okay, then from the full moon to the third quarter moon and the and the moon phases in between. If you didn't do anything but follow moon phases, you would be so in tune with nature. You would be so in the flow of the natural order of things. You and being in the flow and being in tune with the natural order of things, it shifts your paradigm. It, it's a paradigm shift. You're no longer at the mercy and the whims of what society is saying or doing or what's going on, you know, in your part of the world. Or it's, it's, it's a cosmic time frame of cycles that um, even celebrities, even these um, media industries, you wonder why music is put out on a certain day of the week every week. It's new, mu- it's new music that only comes out on a particular day. Other um, things within um, different industries that come out around the time of these full moons are initiated. Around, I'll never forget, uh, the. Uh, I believe it was Aquarius New Moon, when Beyonce dropped her, not the Lemonade album, but the one before that. And so this is no coincidence. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I'm not even going to get into all the people who have made transition or passed on these same uh, moon phase cycles and days, but it's not a coincidence. And I'm on here every week talking about these different cycles, giving you guys a heads up. Um, for the exact same reason. There's divine purpose in it. There's divine power in aligning your life with these natural life cycles. All you have to do at night is look up in the sky, and you can, even from just seeing what moon phase, what phase the moon is in, have a, a clear, concise uh, message from the cosmos that you can see as how to proceed. And right now, you look up, you may barely start to see a slither of the moon, a visible portion of the moon, as the moon is going from new to um, the first quarter phase, okay, where it looks like it's half and half. And between now and then, we're going to hit this Saturday, the crescent moon. So you will definitely begin to start to see a portion of the moon look like a crescent. And... um, 
the crescent moon is definitely the time to announce um, your intentions, hopes, and wishes for the lunar month. I know we just had a new moon, but he, while the slate, it, while the chalkboard is blank and the moon is completely dark, yes, all possibilities are on the table. But you're 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 putting your intentions out there at this time around this weekend by the sixth Saturday. You should be in a position to more articulate them, write them down on a piece of paper. Because right now we're, it's just like a brainstorming phase right now. Well, what new do I want to do? You should actually, when we talked, discussed last week at that last, um, I believe it was the balsamic moon, that would have been a good time to, you know, be brainstorming. But in the last ditch attempt, yeah, it, this is a good time to do it. Piece of paper, journal, journaling can be a valuable tool um, right now for sure. And I'll talk more on the first quarter moon here in a second, which is coming up in our week ahead on the 10th. But we start the week out with the moon in Libra. Mercury opposes Neptune in Pisces, and that doesn't really help this Saturn-Neptune square we have going on because it does introduce the Mercury mental energy in a more intense way, okay? And it's an opposition, so it could really be a tug-of-war going on with us um, in between our mind and our spirituality, okay? And so... Uh, mental confusion is a potentiality with this energy coming up here Sunday afternoon, um, actually late rising in the central time zone, 11.24 a.m. Um, relationship problems potentially due to miscommunication. Um, perception of reality being clouded due to an inability to filter out background noise or useless information, just just this uh, hodgepodge of like mental activity and you can't really perceive the reality from the fantasy. A a little bit of what I was talking about with Saturn squaring Neptune, but with Mercury opposing it, it definitely is talking about our mental response to um, strong Neptunian energy. Hopefully in your life and experience, it's very high vibrational Neptunian energy. Um. You're hearing and seeing the truth around this time, but you're also, there's a lot of garbage, and it's almost impossible to tell the difference. So once again, very low manifestation of of Neptune being the confusion. Um, If you don't have to make important decisions there in the beginning of this week coming up and here at the end of the week, like I said, as these energies come, it'll be exact by Sunday late rising at 11, uh, around 11.30 a.m. Central. But leading up to that, um, Saturday, you know, Friday, you know, as we end out this week leading up to that time, if you don't have to make vitally important decisions, uh, if you don't have to make plans this the end of this week or do any detailed mental work where you need to be able to decipher reality from imagination, don't. If you don't have to, don't. Um, If you don't have to sign a contract this week, don't. (laughs) Um, If you have to, definitely have a pair of professional eyes looking at what you're signing or um, assisting you with the decision or the plans that you have to make or the detailed work that you have to do. Let somebody else 
um, double check it for you before you turn it in or send it off. Um, before you, even on a more more mundane level, in between now and Sunday, if you are literally typing an important email to somebody, I want you to pause. I want you to save it as a draft, <laughs> and I want you to reread it to yourself before you hit send because it would only be a matter of missing a detail, um, miscommunicating, um, um, or just a confusion that 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 would lead to any oppositional this is mercury opposite neptune to any oppositional occurrences or experiences in your life okay um personal relationships like i say could also be um subject to this confusion um and if you so it would be good if you don't have to have deep and meaningful conversations with your partner that you hold that off you can you can um it's Leo season for crying out loud. Just enjoy yourselves right now. You know, take a load off. Don't put so much pressure on your partner at a time like this to, you know, well, tell me this. And, you know, you know how us women can do sometimes. <laughs> and we women. And, um, you know, don't not this weekend, okay? Seriously. If you are dating, this this is an energy this here over the the end of this week going into the weekend, you could be more susceptible under this energy to be deceived and to be taken advantage of. So since we're not really deciphering reality from fantasy that well right now for reasons of the Saturn-Neptune square here at the Leo New Moon for everybody, for reasons of this Mercury opposition to Neptune, um, have fun, vibe high, okay? You're just having fun. Uh, don't let all your inhibitions, you know, there's, there's still some, set. like I always say, if, if nap, Neptune is low, deception, being taken advantage of, being deceived in some kind of way, vibe high on the Saturn. Okay, this is not the weekend being single. I know you you might be single and oh, and I just gotta. Get. This is not the not the weekend to go out and get sloppy drunk because you're single, alone, and sad. Not this weekend. This is not the weekend to think you met the person of your dreams, and you just make some really important and significant decisions this weekend. Not this weekend. So. You know, I get it. There's a time and season and a place for everything. Not this weekend when it comes to potentially vibrating low on a Neptunian level, okay? Have you a drink? Don't have five, okay? Another manifestation of Neptune is is, uh, rest, sleep, okay? That would be a more, a higher vibrational way to go. Um, things that definitely now Neptune also once again has a creative component to it, a spiritual and imaginative component to it, and so definitely things you can do that is favorable for you to do under this mystical influence is going to include um, any kind of writing. Creative Mercury is writing and reading and learning and gathering information and studying. And so any creative writing, any poetry, anything that um, taps into your imagination and dreaminess, um, like watching a romance movie or um, any kind of movie, really, 
um, dancing, singing, uh, but you're not taking it too seriously. You're, it's, it, this is not an energy where you're trying to just focus real hard. But when you're singing and dancing and creative writing and writing poetry and imagining, you don't have to. You get to let go. That's the beauty of Neptunian energy, is releasing, is surrendering, is letting go, is giving in, is giving away. Neptune rules the very place where we are most selfless. So maybe Mercury communications, hooking up with Neptune in a positive way, is to communicate your selflessness to someone in in your life or around you, okay? That's really high vibrational. Um, If you're in a committed relationship, this could be a really great creative energy to communicate, not necessarily deep things to your partner, really serious topics that y'all have been needing to hash out, no, but definitely things of a nature of forgiveness, of acceptance, of surrender, of unconditional love, of creativity, of just no boundaries. Neptune is the the territory of no boundaries. And so I encourage you to max out on this um, transit in the week ahead and enjoy it. It's not all bad if you know how to vibrate high. That's why I describe to you all how you can possibly do that. Now, when you are born with Mercury opposite Neptune, like Herbie Hancock, like Isaiah Thomas and Al Jarreau and Bill Russell and Todd Bridges and Maxwell, um, this person is going to have a vivid imagination, okay? They're going to have creative talent. Um, but they could deal with disappointment in close relationships just because um, mentally speaking, their perception of reality can be weakened. In mundane affairs where you need Saturn energy and you're dealing with um, weakened perception, uh, it could be a problem. But when you're Herbie Hancock or Isaiah Thomas or Al Jarreau or Maxwell, hey, you – Reality being weakened means fantasy or imagination is heightened or strengthened, and that plays out well when you're in a creative um, field of work. You need to be creative. You you don't need to be serious and restricted in your expression. You need to be free with no boundaries, and you need to be able to surrender to the call on your life to sing, to perform, to dance, to act to play basketball and be great at it, to be iconic at it, okay? Once again, vibe high, and and it's not really a bad energy at all. I do have some horoscopes for my mama's babies for this um, particular alignment here in the week ahead. Definitely my mutables. I I hit y'all up last week on some horoscopes real good. My mutables still are getting activated, Gemini. Virgo, Pisces, Sagittarius, listen up, okay? I also have um, for Cancer, Capricorn, Scorpio, and Taurus for this particular one. I'm not going to get too detailed into it, but I'll give you all just a heads up of what's going on with your particular sign. Be it your sun here in this particular sign, your moon, if you're a woman especially, you want to know, and your ascendant or rising sign, what sign it's in. It may not be all in the same sign. It could be. 
For my Virgos, especially those born September 3rd to 12th, you are dealing with Mercury in your sign. That's awesome. It's wonderful. Mercury is actually going to be retrograding in your sign, so it's going to be there um, a little while, okay? Uh, and uh, when Mercury is in your sign, it absolutely is just denotes a time of busyness, um, a lot of interactions, a lot of communications, the planet of this energy is right where you are, so it's activating you in these ways. Mental alertness, thinking more quickly on your feet, interacting with more people than than normal, um, a rational mind, um, you speaking clearly and easily to explain yourself and your thoughts and your ideas straightforwardly. Uh, absolutely favorable energy for important meetings, um, negotiations, and studies of all kind, okay? Um, uh, this is, it's still an opposition. So even though Virgo's in your sign, uh, Mercury's in your sign, Virgo, I want you to be on the lookout, all my Virgos, um, just for a little wonkiness. Uh, it's Neptune, and it kind of, when, when Mercury and Neptune interact, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a conjunction, a square, an opposition like this one. It kind of gives off a feel of Mercury retrograde. And it's interesting that we're going into the Mercury retrograde zone just, you know, a couple of days later. So be on the lookout, um, Virgo, for that. Neptune um, is opposing your energy, Virgo, okay, uh, from May all the way through this month, August. And so you could be getting insights into your true identity, um, one that may have been hidden from view for a while. And so Neptune is essentially acting as a mirror for you, okay, through the other people in your lives, Virgo, um, because the feedback that you're getting in the in these relationships with other people um are teaching you more about yourself, okay? So you, Virgo, you that would have made you fall in the category when I'm saying other people regarding nep- low Neptunian manifestations and how you can still vibrate high with Saturn to kind of offset that, okay? These are just energies that <laughs> exist and that people don't know about by name. People don't know to associate hard work with average, on average. People don't know to associate hard work with Saturn. People don't know to associate discipline with Saturn. I'm just talking everyday lingo, layman's term, talk to you. I'm just giving you astrological correlation or astrological context to put it all in, okay? Because when you can see it that way, you can better recognize, oh, that's low vibe Neptune rearing its ugly head. Somebody got caught lying or, you know, got caught uh, just pissy drunk. You know what I mean? It's like, ooh, they need a little bit of Saturn in their life, you know, a little bit of self-discipline, a little bit of maturity and being responsible, and that's the antidote. It makes sense astrologically, but someone who doesn't necessarily have context like that to give these energies and these expressions of energy, um, they're just looking like, I don't know what to do. I just started back drinking, and, you know, it's just been a little slippery slope. Sometimes I drink a little too much. Well, I need a little high vibrational Saturn in your life or even high vibrational Neptune. But sometimes that's a little more difficult for people to reach for. I've found that talking to people about 
meditation and prayer, and it just seems an acceptance and forgiveness. And it just, maybe it just, because it's a spiritual thing and you can't perceive it physically when you're talking about Neptune, you can't, that's why you can't pin down a liar. Well, what exact, because by the time you uncover one lie, they didn't lie about 30 more things. So, you know, in this in this area of space where Neptune, uh, where you can't pin anything down, that's when you can also, in addition to vibra- vibrating high on the Saturn, you can pick that Neptune uh, energy up and take it a little higher. Well, I'm not really worried about such and so lying to me because I'm vibrating so much higher with Neptune by way of my spirituality. They can lie about whatever they want. Spirit don't lie. And I'm going to delve head first into my spirituality to where I don't have to depend on them to tell me the truth. I'm going to tap into a higher power that knows exactly what's going on because likely if they're a liar, they're confused. They don't lie so much they don't confuse their own self. So I can't get any kind of reliable information or answers from them. I've got to go higher. So I'm going to accept them for the little liar that they are. I'm going to forgive them for all the lies they done told and continue to tell. And I am going to, you know, vibrate higher on this um, Neptune energy. I'm not going to let these lower manifestations of Neptune get me down because I'm not stuck. I get to make a conscious decision and choice at any given time to vibrate on whatever level I want to with any given energy. I don't care what it is, Saturn, Neptune, Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, Sun, Moon, I don't care, Venus. You can vibrate high on that energy or you can vibrate low. We choose. And at the point of awareness, you daggum shall get to choose. Maybe you weren't aware that all this meant all this. You're just living life, dealing with stuff. But now to, at the point of your awareness, you can say, oh, now that I know better, I'm going to choose better. Okay? All right, Pisces, you are next, especially those born February 29th to March the 10th. You're dealing with the Mercury opposition, okay, in all of this. So you're the one that's definitely seeing the conflict and the tension um, being brought into this busy time. Um, you're seeing the communications and the mental activity that's stimulated now, um, also potentially leading to difficult, difficulty in avoiding arguments. Um, Uh, and you may even find yourself putting, you know, you you being the one to seek the compromise, you being the one to try try to settle things down as opposed to pushing your agenda and thinking of others. So um, it, it, for you as well, since it is such a challenging Mercury aspect, once again, if you can put it off, do um, important decisions, important negotiations, important contract signing, you as for sure, Pisces, um, you, this is not the energy for you to be bargaining or negotiating with anybody, trying to make down deal, not now, uh, especially between August 5th and 15th, okay, Pisces? Um, 
Neptune is in your deacon, okay? So y'all are going to, just like Mercury being in Virgo, the Virgos are going to feel that energy, the mercurial energy, the more so than others. With Neptune being in Pisces, you're feeling that. But it's, it's a very familiar feeling to you because Neptune rules Pisces. So it shouldn't just be crazy, okay, Pisces? Um Uh, it can still be confusing and deceptive influence, um, but once again, let the, when you like like when I was just saying dealing with the liar, all that does is make you want to manifest these energies on a higher level. Um, the confusing and deceptive influence Pisces that you may have been dealing with could be just opening you up, okay, to a more spiritual outlook, to a higher vibration of Neptune, okay. Uh, which can be, you know, very illuminating. Um, but it can also make you feel very vulnerable. Once again, Neptune takes away the boundary, so we can feel very sensitive when Neptune is in our sign. Okay, Pisces, we can feel very vulnerable, feel weakened. If you have, if you have a Neptune transit to a particular planet in your chart, that the effects of that natal planet can feel weakened or diminished while Neptune is in that area, okay? And so this is from our Pisces. Y'all may be sensing that. Um, you may have felt Neptune in your deacon in the sign of Pisces, the very identity that you take. You could have felt like, okay, well, before now, you know, I was this person. I had this self-image, and it was set. And now that Neptune's in your sign, you may feel that that set self-image weakened or less defined and personal boundaries starting to kind of dissolve, okay? Gemini, especially my Gemini's born June 1st to 10th. You guys, as well as my Sagittarius's, especially those born between December 2nd and 11th, you both are Gemini and Sag dealing with the Mercury square, okay? So I want you both to watch out, my Gemini's and Sag's. Watch, be on the lookout for negative thoughts, okay, harsh words. Um, you're likely seeing the worst in everything and everyone. There, there's a challenge here, the square being that challenge to your very mind, your mental, your thoughts, your communications, your travel. And so it's um, uh, you could have poor instincts right now, lack of judgment, misreading people, just reading people all wrong. You think you done figured something out and just wrong? <laughs> okay, Gemini and Sag, come on. And it's a challenging Mercury transit, which is this opposition to Neptune I'm talking about, that's triggering it. Mercury been squaring your deacon, or it's, it's going to be all the way from the, the 5th of August to the 15th, Gemini and Sag. But here at, on the, uh, at the beginning of the week, on the 7th, uh, that's when it's going to be fully activated and triggered you know, by this Mercury opposition Neptune alignment. I want to direct your attention also to the description information for this episode, and I do outline every week each um, transit, okay? So even if I don't discuss it or discuss it for long, you can see that there. So you can see on today's Mercury-Neptune opposition with the seventh beside it, okay? That's just FYI. 
Um, Gemini and Sag, definitely important meetings, negotiations, decisions, just like Pisces dealing with the Mercury opposition, uh, just push it out. This is coming exact here on Sunday, so just push it out. The the further away from Sunday, the better. So, yeah, if you can't push it out any further than just Monday, fine. If you can push it out towards the end of the week, even better to get away from this energy. Now, like I said, we're Mercury's going into the zone on the 10th. So everything Mercury does from the time it's in the zone, even, uh, well, it wouldn't be opposing Neptune within the zone. So it won't do that again per se. But everything after the 10th um, that it does up until it's stationed direct again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do twice. I always talk about these retrograde seasons. You're going to hit it. From the 10th of August, whatever transit to your chart Mercury makes after the 10th of August all the way until it turns direct. Once it turns direct, it's going to do it again for the final and third time. So I'm giving y'all a heads up about it now because it's going to be a longer influence than usual due to the retrograde, okay? So keep that in mind. Um, Gemini and Sag definitely get that second pair of eyes that I was talking about more when I was giving the general information for you guys in particular, plus Pisces. Keep that, keep a second pair of eyes, trusted eyes, professional eyes handy before you turn stuff in, okay? Documents, paperwork, um, applications, these are all very Mercury-ruled items, okay? Plans for travel, for sure. Check that thing. Make sure your dates are correct. Make sure the dates you're going in and departing and arriving are accurate and that you call and double-check what you've done online because maybe it doesn't match or maybe there was a glitch, okay? We're entering a Mercury retrograde zone. There could absolutely have been a glitch, So keep that in mind. Um, Sagittarius specifically, you are also, in addition to dealing with the Mercury square, you're dealing with the Neptune square, okay? This energy is eating away at potentially dissolving your sense of self, um, which once again can kind of feel like a weakening of your ego. Like, what's the point in, you know, focusing on something, going after something because you feel potentially this softening of your ego nature. And so Neptune is really like a subtle influence. And so it could be like a gradual thing that comes to maybe a head around the time of this exact alignment. So just be on the lookout. Um, you may find that you don't have as much drive or as much energy as you did when Neptune, a year ago when Neptune wasn't squaring your deacon, okay? Um, uh, Sagittarius, you are dealing with the Mercury square like Gemini, like I said, but you're, um, <clears throat> oh, y'all are both dealing with the Neptune square. The Mercury square and the Neptune square. So that goes for both of you guys. Sagittarius, you too may not find that you don't have as much energy as you once did. And so um, once again, it's if you're vibrating higher in Neptune, Neptune rules rest and sleep. So maybe this is just the time, Gemini and Sag, where y'all are supposed to nurture these higher manifestations of Neptune in your life while you're dealing with such challenges from the very planet 
of Neptune, okay? It's okay. To, if, you, if you're not at every single party, Gemini and Sag, I think it's okay. <laughs> I know it's Leo season. It's party season. But tend to your high vibrational Neptunian needs for meditation, for relaxation, for rest, to dream, to imagine, okay, to unconditionally love, to accept, to forgive, to surrender. All right, my gems and sages. Cancer, especially those born July 2nd to 12th, okay? Y'all are getting it, okay? Y'all got the Mercury sextile. Um, That's the good news. That's the positive thinking, my cancers. It increases your creative thought and mental activity. With the Mercury sextile, all of your communications are energized and your interactions, um, and you're busy, okay? Okay. and these interactions are beneficial interactions, okay? Take the cancer, the sextile is not the trine. It's an opportunity. So you have to take advantage of the opportunities that present themselves to you to engage in this kind of energized communication and creative thought and beneficial um, interactions with other people, okay? Uh, because with the sextile, you can project yourself strongly. You can communicate strongly and, you know, um, um, assertively and uh you and clearly and without setting without upsetting others okay uh this is a good energy for you it will benefit you it would be a divine opportunity with the sextile if you did write that some of the thoughts you have in a lot of uh, mental activity your your communications are energized and you're thinking positively and positive news is coming to you don't hesitate to write stuff down cancer don't um, hesitate to um, write down things in a journal or just take notes or make keep a list going okay this is also an energy where old friendships can be renewed cancer, and you can definitely um, favorably apply for a new job. Cancer, you're also dealing with the Neptune trine, okay? So easily and effortlessly, you have access to a more spiritual path, um, just spiritual energy, period. Um uh, a, a spirit more deep and spiritual connections with you and others. Okay, Cancer, that's awesome. And if you are single or looking, there's a really good chance of meeting an ideal partner, a soul mate, someone you can connect spiritually to very easily. Okay, Cancer, good for you. Capricorn, especially those born January 1st to 10th. You're dealing with the Mercury chime. That's amazing. It's a perfect time, Capricorn, to negotiate a better deal in any area of your life, period. Now, we are talking about a Mercury opposition to Neptune as I'm giving you these horoscopes, Capricorn, so keep that in mind. Yes, you have the Mercury chime going on, but that same Mercury that's trying in you is opposing Neptune. So, in your in your negotiations for better deals in business, work, or personal, keep in mind the the low vibrational Neptune energies that could exist. If you're vibing so high on your Neptune energy, you know, you're all tending to your spiritual needs, Capricorn. <laughs> that was so funny just to even say that because, like I said, 
Capricorn, which is ruled by Saturn, is the very opposite of Neptune energy. And I really haven't met a spiritual Capricorn, not blatantly spiritual. Their spirituality tends to come out in really earthy ways by way of like earthy rituals. Um, they, they tend to be collectors of different things. And so you, you just have to look at their spirituality and their life through a more practical lens. But... um. If you're vibing high on the Neptunian energy, Capricorn, you really don't have to worry about it. You will make a good impression on others now due to the Mercury trying Capricorn, okay? So it is the perfect time to ask for a favor, to apply for a new job or a promotion. I admonish you to to not be deceptive, okay? It is the opposite, uh, opposition that Neptune Mercury is making. I really do admonish you, Capricorn, if you... You really don't have to do all that. You you're dealing with the Mercury trying. You got it. Just um, express yourself. You know, communicate. Mercury. Um, you can also Capricorn play an important role as a mediator. You you would be the one more likely, I guess, since you're dealing with such blissful energy like the Mercury trying, um, and also between family and friends, if if necessary, if there are any difficulties, you you play a really important role as a mediator. You could, and then it's a really good time for studies or exams. Your mental is on point. You would do well. Uh, especially between August 6th and the 15th, Capricorn, if you have like a really huge exam or something to take, uh, schedule it for in between then. Capricorn, you're also dealing with the Neptune's sextile, and so there's an opportunity here, spiritually speaking, woohoo. Um, it's subtle, but overall positive, okay, and it would affect your outlook on life. Um, you would be feeling more connected in a spiritual way to your friends and family, okay, and seeing yourself as part of a larger collective more so than you normally do. All right, wrapping it up with Scorpio and Taurus. Um, I didn't put the dates on Scorpio, but the second deacon of Scorpio especially, but all my Scorpios listen up. Um, y'all have just the opposite of um Capricorn, y'all have the Mercury sextile instead of the Mercury trine and the Neptune trine instead of the Neptune sextile. So with the Mercury sextile, um, once again, there's a divine opportunity just like uh, with Cancer, okay, Scorpio, uh, opportunity to be busy, to receive positive news, to think positively, high mental activity, energized communications without running the risk of really upsetting anyone. So Scorpio takes full advantage of anything you need to communicate. Make sure you are as clear as possible in your communications. Read that letter twice before you hand it to somebody or, you know, lick the stamp and put it in in the mailbox. You know, read that sucker twice, Scorpio. Um, But but proceed. You know, you've got the Mercury sextile working in your favor. You also got the Neptune trine, and so once again, um, an easy access, just like with cancer, um, especially if you're single, to really connect with um, someone in a more spiritual and deep way. Um, they would be more of an ideal. Neptune represents ideals as, of, as opposed to um, Saturn representing the real Neptune represents the ideal, okay? And so you can follow a more spiritual path right now 
and you could really deepen your relation, your existing relationships spiritually. And lastly, but never least, Taurus, especially those born May 1st to 10th, you've got the Mercury trine. You're in the go, just like with your fe- your fellow um, Earth sign Capricorn. Negotiate those deals. Work your jelly, Taurus. <laughs> um, you're making a really good impression on other people right now. You could be a mediator in a difficult situation, and you know any type of studies or exams that you could be um, involved with, especially between the sixth of August and the fifteenth, um, it should go quite favorably for you. And um, Taurus, y'all are also dealing with the Neptune sextile, okay? You have access to more spirituality, and, and in that, it having an overall positive effect on you and your and the way you see life, your outlook on life, okay? And seeing yourself as more a part of the larger collective. Okay, let me check in on the phone lines. Whoa, I saw a hand up earlier and I don't see it up now, so I take it. That's why I do the horoscopes with these different alignments that are coming in the week ahead so you can at least, if you can't really get, you know, one-click email access to me for whatever reason, I I mean, I'm literally a click away, um, then you at least here on the show are able to get some really precise (laughs) information that can help color uh, your week ahead and kind of what you're up against, what you're going to have to deal with, and kind of what attitude to go into the week with. We already know all of us. We know with this Mercury opposite Neptune, our thinking could be a little off early in the week, late uh, finishing up the week we're currently in and going into the week ahead. We could be feeling a little mentally off, a little weakened in our mental, you know, like <laughs> – this is not the time to be making critical decisions. Like, I need a break. If you can take a day off, you see what I'm saying? That kind of energy. But if you can't, take it easy with yourself. Take it easy on other people. If you know you're dealing with people who vibrate low Neptune energy, take it with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Like, shh. Make them show you. That way you're not tired and confused when you're done dealing with them. Do what you have to do to stay masterfully on top of these energies. Then you don't have to worry about the bottom feeders sucking you into the low vibrational activity with them. Right after this Mercury-Neptune opposition on Monday, um, the 8th of August, 12.41 p.m. Central, the moon does oppose Uranus and go void. Um yeah, and it's void for the rest of the day on Monday from around um, early afternoon all the way till Tuesday, early rising, okay? Uh, um, actually, I guess technically Monday night, 11.51, almost midnight, 11.51 p.m. on Tuesday, the moon finally enters Scorpio um, as it had been in Libra before. So we're going to go... From when the moon is void, uh, Monday night, Monday afternoon, and all night, definitely 
you know, this is like chill time, downtime. The moon is, for all intents and purposes, kind of sleep. You know, it's, you're not really doing new activities. You're not really sowing energetic, new energetic seeds. You're kind of dealing with energies that are already at play, finishing up projects you've already begun. If you are getting together Monday night with anyone, it's people you already know. You're not going on a, a, a first date, but not this coming Monday night. You're not. And um, you're definitely, you're, you're resting, your sleep should be more peaceful when the moon is void, okay? It's a really good time to get rid of stuff um, as well or find anything you may have lost. You could find it in a void moon quite more easily. And then, like I said, Tuesday rising, when, when you rise up on Tuesday, the moon will already be in Scorpio. So we're going from this energy of the moon and Libra where we're conciliatory and diplomatic, and and that should really help with the Mercury opposition Neptune that we'll be experiencing um, because we will at least be in a mood, in the mood, we'll be emotionally satisfied to smooth things out. If there is a misunderstanding or there is some confusion, we'll be um, very motivated emotionally to smooth things over, especially prior to Monday afternoon, maybe not so much after the moon goes void. But when we wake up on Tuesday, moon's in Scorpio. That's going to shift our emotional satisfaction to keeping things smooth and compromised and diplomatic to going deep. (laughs) So I encourage you to try to work it out before Tuesday uh, because as of Tuesday, Scorpio is a fixed sign. So we're going to be stubborn. We're going to be determined on a high end. Stubborn is more of a low manifestation of a fixed energy. But on a high end, fixed energy just represents determination. And when it's in Scorpio, you're determined to go deep. You're determined to dig deep and excavate, okay? You're determined to um, go deep beyond the surface of things and see what's really going on. We, we Look, if it's a door that says caution, we want to go in it. We want to see what's behind the door when the moon is in Scorpio. We're not necessarily trying to smooth things over. We're trying to get to the heart of a matter. We're not engaging in a whole bunch of small talk. Um, we're, we're going deep, um, deep conversations. We're wanting to unravel dilemmas. Scorpio is the sign of the detective and researching and psychological issues and puzzles, okay? We want to get to the root cause of any suffering. I love talking to my mama's babies from week to week because we get to go deeper than just like a one-time conversation I have with somebody who just wants a quick consult or, you know, um, walk through a particular report they ordered. When we get to go week to week and these transits hit these sensitive points in, in our charts, it's really interesting to get to the root of things people have been dealing with their whole life and never just really associated it with these um, experiences in their childhood or in past lives. And so you, you can more easily do that in Scorpio. You'll be more emotionally satisfied to do that here um, as of Tuesday rising, okay? Um, we're definitely willing to go into this dangerous psychic territory at this time because we know that's the only way 
to fully heal. You gotta get it. You gotta go deep and gut it out, right? And so we may find ourselves even fascinated and 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 emotionally satisfied to be so fascinated with the darker side of life and ourselves. Um, enter at your own risk. Ain't gonna mean nothing to us as of next Tuesday. We're gonna be like, oh, I'll take that risk. Let's go. <laughs> And so um, transformations of all kinds can will be emotionally satisfied to make um, as of starting next Tuesday for sure. Or, it, you know, it's going to be strong energies in that way next week to transform some aspect of our lives or ourselves, transform a situation we've been in. Look, the moon goes through these signs about once a month. So this is the time of the month to go deep, starting next Tuesday for a couple of days. If it's something you need to dig out, some you need to find out, some you need to root out, gut out, cut out, transform, kill, you know, a way of life or a way of doing or being something. And when I say kill, I'm talking about the aspect of Saturn that governs death and rebirth, transformation, a, a, a caterpillar into a butterfly. If you need to turn into a butterfly next week, if you need to turn a, a situation from a caterpillar type of situation where you just just scooting on the ground, can't even look up, you just scooting, you just on the bottom, but you, you want them wings, Next week, you can do it, okay? You'll be emotionally satisfied to figure out how to do it. it. The transformation may not happen next Tuesday or Wednesday, but the impetus and the energy to figure out how could definitely um, uh, happen, okay? You could be in the mood for that to happen here next week, okay? Um, Scorpio is definitely a passionate energy, um, deep, heavy, intense emotions, deep sexuality. Um, of course, um, Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, the higher octave of Mars, which is already, you know, a, a sense of sexual energy. Um, but Pluto, with Pluto and Scorpio, it's intensified. Um, we're definitely reading in between the lines, you know, next week. Um and uh, uh, Scorpio also governs that eighth house of other people's money. Okay, that's coming into play here on t- as of Tuesday next week. Um, taxes, accounting, um, issues of intimacy, um, research, self-examination. Okay, and then get there's a, a, an element of getting rid of things in the second house with Taurus. We're collecting things. We're we're adding to our personal possessions. In the eighth house, we're letting them go. We're it's once again, kind of like in a void moon where it's a good time to get rid of excess right after the void moon here on Tuesday rising, that that particular energy of the void moon will still be in play. It'll still be a good time for a couple of few more days. So basically here in the first part of the week, you know, maybe this new moon in Leo, we're at this time right now where there's a blank slate, there's a the clean chalkboard, we can write write whatever we want on the chalkboard of our lives that we want to see manifest here in the next couple of weeks and so um, on the short term. And so um, maybe part of that is, you know what, I'm going to do something new and I'm going to get rid of this. I don't need this anymore because by the time this full moon hits, this lunar eclipse 
full moon hits here in a couple of weeks, I want my goal manifested. I don't want anything standing in my way. And if I have to get rid of this now, it's not it's still not too late and the energy's just right for it. So let me go ahead and let it go. And it's, it's going to be deep. It's Scorpio. It's going to be deep. It's going to be intense. It's going to be psychological. It might be taboo. But there's a healing that can come from it if you allow yourself to go all the way deep, to get all the way psychological and taboo. I don't care how ugly it is. It's, it can get ugly and dark in Scorpio, okay? Um, it's also a good energy to get a deep tissue massage under, believe it or not. Um, secrets and, and things mysterious are kept in Scorpio energy. So you could be, a, a secret could be divulged to you. You could be divulging a secret. Now, since Mercury op, uh, opposition Neptune energy is still going to be active in play at this time, I strongly encourage you not to be on the wrong side of that. Do not manifest on a low vibrational, in a low vibrational way, the energy of telling someone else's secret. If someone has interested, um, delicate and sensitive and deep, intimate information to you, don't be that one. Don't be on that end of this equation, okay? Um, and purging, like I said, letting go. Um, so any kind of purge at this time, uh, would be beneficial, okay? Let's keep going, you guys. Um, Mercury does enter the zone right after that on Wednesday the 10th, 624 a.m., and then we have the first quarter moon, okay? We already talked about the crescent moon, which is coming up on this Saturday the 6th in our current week where... You know, now we're feeling like, okay, we got more of a handle on what these new initiatives just might be as we, you know, come up off the new moon and go get to the crescent moon here this weekend. By the time in the week ahead we get to the first quarter moon, we're going to be ready. We're going to be ready, okay? Um to meet what we're going to be ready for is to meet the challenges that are ahead. Of course, when you do a new initiative, you're not going to you're not even going to see how good the new idea, the new uh, uh, and intentions and energies you're setting forth are until you meet your first challenge. So even here at, on this weekend, Saturday the 6th, where it's the crescent moon and we're, you know, finalizing some stuff, writing it down. We're, okay, this, you know, we've we done the brainstorming. These are the, the one or two things that I definitely want to move forward with in between now and the full moon here in a couple of weeks. Well, next week when we get to the first quarter moon, we're going to hit our first challenge. We're going to have a divine opportunity to turn a corner. We need challenges. These are some of the, 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 the valuable nuggets I'm discovering as I observe these cycles week in and week out. We need challenges. Challenges serve to, to allow us to build that firmer foundation I'm always talking about. Give me a square because it means I can build something on that square. Give me a challenge because it means that I can a, firm, a firmer foundation can be built within me. I'm tougher when I face challenges because they never take me out. They may stump me. I may not know exactly how to proceed, but I end up figuring it out. The crisis comes about for me to figure it out, not to take me under. 
so emotions definitely can begin to stir. We'll notice this. Um, it's exact at 1.21 p.m. Central next Wednesday, the 10th, first quarter moon in Scorpio. Okay, so while we're going deep, we get we get hit with a, a crisis, self-inflicted, or, you know, um, we may notice this externally, which is still a reflection of things going on inside of us. Emotions can get stirred um, along with recognizing that the new beginnings that we're making here at at the time of this new moon, um, also that we need to increase our personal security to be worthwhile over the long haul. These these new beginnings that we're making, they've got to be something we can build with. You know, that's what the first quarter moon is is challenging us for. You know, just like going to somebody, I've got this great idea, This let's just say an investor, right? We all have seen the show um, where the investors are there and they're like scrutinizing the people with the new ideas and all that stuff. Same thing. First quarter moon is just saying, okay, just like the the investors ask, well, what's, what's your track record been in, in this particular endeavor? What are your what are your prospects for this endeavor actually being successful? What do you, what do you have to go by to substantiate and justify that this is actually going to work? Well, they're not asking these questions to to deflate the person. They got money on the line, and so they want to know. And if your company, if your product, if your service is solid it will not only withstand the scrutiny, but will be better for it. You see the people, they'll do the little side interviews, you know, while the show's going on and the people are like, you know, um, being on this show really helped me. I hadn't thought of it. And then if if they actually sign on with that particular investor and they follow up on their story later, you get to kind of see like that being challenged that way. Um, They're not going in there with a guarantee to get investment money. They're going in there for all, for all, they have no reason to think that they haven't gotten any investors up until that point. But it's that very challenge, it's those very tests that prove them one way or the other. If they're good as gold, they they got it. And if there are holes in their service or their products, if anything, they got some really valuable feedback. And who knows, maybe another opportunity to present. Uh, um, an upgraded or higher quality or better version of their product, again, to those same investors or maybe to um, an even better opportunity for a partnership on down the line. Delay is not denial. You may hit this first quarter moon and find yourself feeling delayed, but then by the time that full moon comes, bet you're going to be glad you did. Bet you're going to be glad you rose to the occasion and accepted the challenge. I'm not scared of no challenge. I'm not scared of no square. I welcome the square because I'm building something here. And it can't no test or challenge come by me, can't no square come by me that I don't take full advantage of. I'm an alchemist. I know how to transmutate anything. <laughs> I fools with all of them, conjunction, opposition, square. Let's get it. Let's go. So this is a time at the first quarter moon here in the week ahead when it's appropriate to get in touch with your gut instincts, to begin to guide your your life more deliberately, 
with an awareness of using your sixth sense as well as your enthusiasm. Don't let that enthusiasm wane as the first quarter moon hits. Once again, the challenge is not coming to deflate you. The challenge is coming to prove you. Stay enthusiastic. Just as you are right now at the new moon time, stay as enthusiastic. Obstacles may emerge at this first quarter moon that may require you to reevaluate how to better integrate yourself into your immediate environment. Some of the key words of the first quarter moon are challenges, are decisions, and actions, because you may need to take some different actions. It looked a certain way here at the new moon. Here by winds a week from now at the first quarter moon, we're back on the show again. You, well, you know, I got I, I can't, uh, I can't necessarily do it the way I had planned to do it. Let me make these adjustments. Let me take these new actions. Let me turn this corner, and and take go from this angle now. So by the time the full moon comes, lunar eclipse on the 18th of August, you can, be, you know, be proven. You can prove to yourself, primarily, first and foremost that I can not only set intentions, but I can make adjustments. When we're talking about squares and first quarter moons, we're talking about um, uh, potentially making adjustments, turning corners, uh, modifying your actions to get the result you actually want by the time the full moon comes, okay? Um, It's definitely a time of being courageous um, because it, it it can take that sometimes to abandon something you we're holding. That's why this is not a time to just, like I said, new moon time is the brainstorming time. Don't get intimately, especially with Mercury opposition Neptune, don't like cling to one way of doing or being right now. We've been going through a lot of mutable energy. We had the grand mutable cross um, a couple of months ago that was really, really strong. I've been given horoscopes, especially for the mutable signs. Um, uh, Venus just went into a mutable energy, Virgo. Um, So there's still this mutable energy around. There's still this, um, even the Saturn-Neptune square that characterizes this very Leo new moon we're living in now. They are both immutable signs. Saturn transiting uh, about to station direct in Sagittarius and Neptune retrograde in Pisces. And so we're, we're still being encouraged to stay flexible, to flex. Stay flexible, but especially around the time of this first quarter moon, okay? Um, If you're feeling scared, you're in the vein. (laughs) You know, at the first quarter moon, if you're feeling scared, that's what you probably need to feel to get you to where you need to go. If it's not scary, it's probably not good enough for you. It's probably not a lofty enough, a good enough goal for you. That's what these new moon intentions are about. What goal do I have for where I want to be, what I want to be experiencing here in the next couple of weeks, um, especially at a new moon in Leo, like new moon in the area of enjoyment. Whatever it is, hopefully, in, you know, you can enjoy the process and enjoy the journey of getting to this full moon moment where you get to see it's fully illuminated, everything done in the dark moon, everything done at the new moon coming to light. Did it work? Didn't it work? Was I on the right track? Was I in the vein? That's why we're here. 
mom and dad astrology to make sure that you are. You can't say nobody didn't tell you, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, I do see a couple of hand raised. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody for calling in, for listening. Um, I definitely want to take a call or two and try. Let's see. I want to give you all, since the title of the show is the Saturn Stationing Direct, I, I, I put the emphasis on Saturn because Saturn is stationing direct um, after having been retrograde and also because for the last few months, and also because of the Saturn-Neptune square that characterizes this Leo new moon. Saturn is just like a focal point energetically right now for us all. So please, please, please manifest that Saturn energy on the highest level possible. Remain committed to self-discipline. Look, there's a time for play. There's a time for no boundaries. But there is a time um, in our everyday life and routine for being mature and responsible, taking things seriously, disciplining ourselves, hard heart, smart work that pays. That's the beauty and the bliss of Saturn. Yes, it's hard work. Yes, it's karma. <laughs> yes, it's di- discipline. You know, you just don't get these fuzzy feelings when you're saying these things and, and experiencing them and doing them. But, oh, boy, when you get those rewards, when the success comes from the hard heart, smart work that you've been doing, it is a beautiful thing because nobody can take it away from you. You will be proven. Saturn on the high end also represents authority. And elders, you will be the authority on the hard work you put in to achieve that success. Nobody will be able to tell you nothing or take it away from you. And, um, you know, it just, it rules success. So, let us see on the line from the 201. You've been holding the longest. Um, you're live on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. Peace, Mama Dada. How you doing? I'm wonderful. Who's on the line today? Who am I Great. speaking this with? Is this is Adasa. I haven't caught up with you in a while. Dasa, I am so glad you called me. I have been wondering about you. You know we have to take stuff off the air, so... <laughs> If you don't mind, right, so if you, I can call you. Yes, You got that other number, because I I call up your name all the time. Hopefully it's thinking. You can take me off the air, you know I'm still trying to follow. (laughs) I appreciate you so much. I feel your energy so Yes, even when you're not calling into the show, I know you're listening, I know you're close, and I, you know that we are still connected. So I will be talking to you very soon. Thank you, Hadassah, okay. for listening continuing to support me. I really appreciate you. You're welcome. Okay. Peace. Talk to you. Bye-bye. Oh, got to love Hadassah and her precious children. I just, I love talking to people and helping them, like I said, just give astrological context to everyday life situations and scenarios. And when people keep up with me like that, and when people, I mean, I've been on the air over a year now. And, you know, I've long talked to her and others um, on a pretty consistent basis. And the, the that's that's astro love gifts right there. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, caller from the four one three. You are live and on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. You there, caller? Mama Dada, 
Or you say you pressed it on accident? No, I didn't even push the button. Oh, wow. I, was I have the little. That is so funny. I'm so glad I got to say something to you anyway. So it's cool that you're on the air. Hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I thought about saying hi, too. <laughs> so cool. It was Maybe so divine. Cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you so much for your continued support, and I really appreciate you listening. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad I got to to tune in early today. Yeah, I'm glad I'm getting to record it a little bit. Yep, exactly. Okay, well, stay connected, Norell, and I'm here. So, yeah, reach out anytime. Thank you. You're welcome. Peace, Norell. Peace. All right. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that anybody that I thought had a hand up that I was able to, you know, answer your call. I really enjoy talking to you guys, and with the few moments we have left, I have to, have to, have to give you your Saturn stationing direct in Sagittarius after, I believe, five months of being retrograde horoscopes, okay? So you can begin to see, especially if you're ruled by um, Saturn, I have, um, I know some Capricorns that would be Saturn, that's a Saturn-ruled energy. Um, you you may see that energy uh, around you, Capricorns in your life that you know they're going to be more ruled by this energy and you can look to them to kind of see this energetic shift that's going to be occurring here in the week ahead on Saturday the 13th, um, 3.47 a.m. Central. When it stations, you you may, as this energy approaches, that's when you can see when these retrogrades and direct stations happen, you see this energy play out in your life and the lives of those around you more vividly, unmistakably. Um, Saturn, we've been talking a lot about Saturn already, so I can skip some of this info, Um, namely the Saturn square to Neptune, a lot of us may have been experiencing this challenging aspect um, just from a position of being disappointed in your life or or experiencing a setback, okay? Um, uh, Periods of grief or depression feeling extended due to, you know, you're not normally this affected by a particular situation, but this time around grief and depression may have felt like it lingered and this would be why. Um, And it was in effect the entire Saturn retrograde. Now that Saturn is stationing direct, we are entering that final pass that I tell you all about. We had Saturn going direct originally. It stopped and stationed retrograde and went through the exact same area for the second time. Now it's stationing direct here at the end of our week ahead where it makes that third and final direct pass through these particular degrees in Sagittarius. And so at this point where it's on that final pass, we get to put into practice the things that the Saturn retrograde has taught us 
Now, when Saturn is going direct and it's in full steam ahead in direct motion, of course, it's all the things we've described Saturn to be. It's the area where we're learning life lessons. It's the area where we're being disciplined and responsible. Well, when it, as it has been retrograde, maybe we have been shirking some responsibilities um, in allowing ourselves to kind of indulge our more lazier side or not being so responsible and disciplined in certain ways. Well, now that Saturn's going to be going direct again, picking back up speed to go full steam ahead in all its Saturnian glory, we may feel a sense of that discipline and responsibility and maturity being restored to us energetically. And um, uh, sorry, I just wanted to make sure I did not miss some information I wanted to tell you all about. Yeah. So I'll just get to the um, horoscopes, but I do just want to mention uh, with the, the fear and the anxiety, that fear is a low manifestation of Saturn, too. When you can get depressed and negative and pessimistic, that fear is going to be a low manifestation of that same energy. Um, and especially around finances, around our love lives, just if you're ruled by fear, you can't be ruled by love, okay? When we're living life out of fear, low vibrational Saturn, um, it, it just, it, it, it's really dark. Like I described before, it's really dark and heavy. And it can it can it can get really ugly. So once again, on this final path, hopefully we've learned some things, gleaned some things from the Saturn retrograde cycle um, that is going to allow us to move forward with a positive, more positivity, and and a sense of growth. Okay, because the challenges and the tests that Saturn also represents. Um, have come just for that reason, okay, um, to teach us hard work, to teach us these lessons involving self-discipline, involving, you know, motivation, and some around the Neptunian energy of deception, lessons around deception. You don't have to be afraid of liars, just don't fool with them. You don't have to be afraid that you're going to get sucked into a low vibrational life of, um, you know, um, what do you call it, escapism by way of alcohol or drugs. Just, you know, it sounds so simple. But if you can't manage to discipline yourself and vibrate high on Saturn, vibrate high on Neptune. You may need a mental rest. You may need some spiritual healing. Let me, like, like I said, let me give you all these horoscopes so you can get pretty specific, okay? Because I'm, I've been talking in generalities about this for a while. Let's get specific. Let's start with Sagittarius and Saturn retrograded in that sign, okay? For my Sagittarius's, my Sagittarius Moon women, and my Sagittarius risings, you have um, likely experienced issues or been lazy with your responsibilities in general, okay? It happened in your signs that really could have run the gamut all over the place for you. Um, you've likely experienced lack of discipline or even being immature since Saturn is about maturity. Now that the retrograde is going to be over, Sag, you can start to take your duties seriously. Focus on what needs to be done 
and work on growing up a little more, okay? It'll be easier. Like Saturn's in your science edge. So likely nothing's going to be truly easy this whole time, but especially for you, you may have felt like Saturn retrograde was kind of a break for you because it's not easy having Saturn in your sign. But when it's retrograde and not really at its full power, you know, you may have felt like this retrograde was a break. So if maybe now for you, Sag, you feel like, oh, time to get back to work, time to take my duties and responsibilities seriously again, focus on what needs to be done, and work on growing up a little more. Okay, it's all about you, Sagittarius, with Saturn in your sign, you being more mature. By the time Saturn goes into Capricorn, Sagittarius, you should be a more mature Sag. You should be a more responsible Sag. You should be a more successful Sag. Once again, Saturn is success. Yes, you're doing hard work right now, Sagittarius. Yes, you're having to discipline yourself and be mature when you just want to play around, but it's going to bring you success when it's all said and done. You've had a little Saturn retrograde break. Now it's time to get back to business, okay, Sag? Pisces, you are experiencing Saturn station in your 10th house, your Saturn house at that. So um, you've likely been feeling like you haven't been able to make progress with your goals. You haven't probably haven't felt very successful, like you can't be successful, lacking discipline drive or even being irresponsible. Now you can start to take control over your life direction again and work on creating more success while Saturn's in its forward motion, okay? So it should feel easier, Pisces, not so much like a fight. Um, Gemini, you're experiencing Saturn going direct by way of your relationships, seventh house, okay, Gemini? So you may have felt a little lazier when you're dealing with other people, like, you know, like you don't have to really put in that much effort or make a conscious decision, you know, in your relationships one way or the other. Or maybe you even felt restricted by other people. Saturn can be a restrictive influence. Now that the retrograde is over, you can focus on doing right by these other people in your life, and as a result, the relationships with other people should strengthen, okay? Be responsible in your relationships, Gemini. Um, don't leave things to chance. Don't leave things undone, unsaid, undealt with. Handle your business when it comes to the other. You will be glad you did because success in relationships when it's all said and done will be a beautiful thing. Be it a new um, lasting partnership, Saturn has a lasting influence, Gemini. So if you partner up during this time, it's probably going to last a long time, but it's likely going to be some work. Okay? It's okay. It's work is okay when you get the rewards and the success after. Virgo, you've got Saturn going direct in your fourth house. We're talking emotional, we're talking home, we're talking family, and you may have felt a bit lazy in those emotions, not really wanting to take emotional responsibility or just not feeling necessarily emotionally grounded. Fourth house, once again, is the core of who we are and how we feel at home within ourselves. So now that the retrograde is over, Virgo, or will be over here in our week ahead, you can definitely start to be more responsible and emotionally mature, Virgo, okay? You may feel, you know, more grounded in your core, like you can um, 
really build a firmer foundation, once again, a lasting foundation as it relates to your emotions, as it relates to your home and family and how you feel about yourself. And, yeah, Aries, ninth house, okay, Saturn going direct. And so laziness potentially over the last few months about your beliefs, about your ability to expand and explore and your responsibilities. Now, Aries, you can work on being more responsible again, um, working within your limitations and having a strong core of beliefs. Aries, you're dealing with Saturn stationing in Sagittarius in your Sagittarius house. So it's kind of this emphasis, again, of the whole Saturn and Sag lesson for us all which is this Saturn energy, and Sag is ruled by Jupiter. For all intents and purposes, they have opposing energy. Once again, uh, Saturn bringing the reality and Jupiter, uh, um, the lower octave of um, Neptune, well, not technically, but Jupiter and Neptune are very similar. They both represent spirituality, okay? So here again for Aries, it's playing out Saturn reality in an area or house dealing with spirituality. So you should find that you're able to, you know, um, find more success when it Aries, when it comes to what you believe, when it comes to expanding and exploring um, and being responsible in those areas, being responsible with your beliefs, being responsible for your expansion and, and, um, and the and and adventures, you know, and your higher learning, being responsible for what you're learning and teaching. Jupiter's a teacher, so that could go so many ways. Um, if you're an Aries out there and want to get a bit more specific than that, don't hesitate to contact me. Um, Leo, Saturn uh, going through your Leo house, double Leo energy. <laughs> um, you may have felt lazy with loved ones, you know, um, but also your creative energy, lacking inspiration to push you, Leo. And so and in it going through your Leo house, just kind of not really feeling like yourself. Um, and so now that Saturn's going to be going direct, Leo, you can take love more seriously again and be there for people you love responsibly so, you know, in a mature and serious way and work on creative projects more seriously. So that should really feel good, Leo. Good um, congrats to all my Leos. That just feels like a great energy to be in. Um, Libra, a, a great energy to be experiencing Saturn stationing direct in. Libra, um, you may have experienced issues um, or been lazy mentally. Your uh, air sign, mental sign, and you've been experiencing Saturn through a mental house, your Gemini third house. And so um, mentally challenging pursuits and ventures, you could have um, experienced issues with that or just been irresponsible with your ideas, irresponsible in your communications. You may have had some issues due to that. Um, But now you're going to be able to work on pursuing ventures and using your mind and that mouth, Libra, in responsible ways, okay? Um, Aquarius, you've got... Saturn stationing in your Aquarius house. So you, just like Leo, may not have been feeling like yourself, okay, because the, the areas that you've been experiencing Saturn retrograde through are areas that correspond to your energy, 11th house. 
So Aquarius could have been um, lazy or experiencing issues with their dreams for the future. They could have been irresponsible with friends or groups or lacked discipline with other causes. Um, And so now it's about being responsible in these ways, being responsible to the groups that you associate with or are a part of, being responsible and mature in your friendships, um, pursuing your dreams. You can um, start doing that again and taking your responsibilities seriously, taking your your charitable and humanitarian responsibilities seriously, Aquarius, okay? Scorpio, um, second house for you. You have definitely been dealing with finances, okay, like you haven't been able to be responsible or disciplined with them or felt like a lack of security or confidence in something. And now, Scorpio, you can be more focused with your finances and improve your sense of security, okay? Saturn's going back direct how it's supposed to be going, and we're going to feel that sense of stability, Um, in these particular areas of our life for Scorpio, that second house finances. Capricorn, 12th house for you, okay? So maybe you haven't been able to let stuff go. Maybe you haven't been able to clear out the clutter from your life and deal with issues from the past. But now, Capricorn, you can face the past, okay? You can release the baggage. You can clear the clutter to help free you emotionally and spiritually. 12th house is a spiritual house. Once again, the very kind of opposite energy of Capricorn and Saturn is that 12th house Neptune energy. So here that Saturn-Neptune dynamic is playing out again. And there's an opportunity for balance, Capricorn. Let it go. Release, accept, surrender to that spiritual 12th house energy. And you will be glad you did. You will if you do. I've got just a few seconds left, you guys. Taurus, you definitely are experiencing Saturn through your eighth house of of intimacy, um, of of things you're holding deep inside of you. Now with Saturn going forward, you can be more responsible and take control of uh, these uh, areas of intimacy and other people's resources, and it will benefit you to do so. Cancer, sixth house. Life chores, avoiding daily responsibilities, all that's done, cancer. You're about to be able to get back to being productive and efficient with your time and energy. If you do that, cancer, you're going to get the rewards. You're going to be glad you did. This has been an awesome, wonderful show, you guys. We got through everything we needed to get through. And um, I don't have any report specials um, this month. Uh, but don't hesitate to contact me. I'm always eager to send people their birth chart reports because it's just it's nothing better than knowing yourself astrologically, okay? And with that, you guys, I encourage you to stay connected to Inner Peace Radio Frequency, and I love you all. Peace, I say.